everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the RTR Race Studio. And uh, we're also live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, as well on our YouTube channel at Race Time Radio TV, and uh, live on our live stream at racetimeradio.com if you want to tune in that way, uh, all those different ways. But, uh, Junior, what do you think? Ben, we got uh, the, the last weekend we had like Snowmageddon here outside the Race Time Radio studio. Not so today. We're getting a little bit of rain and all that snow we got. Hey, it's melting up pretty good. It is melting down a little bit. It's uh, It was nice yesterday. Uh, you know, you just about could have went racing uh, by the sounds of it down yeah. south. Uh, uh, you know, there was a bunch of grumblings that, uh, uh, you know, there's still grass in southern Ontario. So mm. um, no snow, uh, you know, kind of down past uh, the Highway 89 corridor. Um, the snow starts to dissipate pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, lots of guys were talking about getting out there and, turning a couple laps because yeah. the sun was out and, and uh, uh, by all accounts, it was a little bit warmer than it was this year at Autumn Colors. But uh, uh, yeah, no, there's uh, lots happening, uh, you know, oh, in and yeah. around Ontario, uh, in the Maritimes, uh, lots of guys getting ready and heading down to uh, Pensacola, mm-hmm. lots of guys getting ready um, and heading down to um, uh, Volusia, lots of guys getting ready and and uh, heading down to Speed Week. So it's uh, it's a busy time of the year, and, and uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it sure is. We got a dandy lineup for you tonight. We're going to talk about that Pensacola Five Flags Speedway, the 55th Annual Snowball Derby, along with the Snowflake and all the other added attractions that you're going to see from Five Flags Speedway. Uh, you want to, this is a good time to remind you, if you want to watch absolutely everything and you can't make it down to Five Flags Speedway, you can do that. Get to Racing America. Racing America is going to have everything. And, uh, Joe, I know you and I are going to be tuned in to Racing America uh, to watch everything that, uh, you know, the Snowball Derby weekend entails. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, a, a tremendous amount of content. Uh, they've built uh, they've built that up into quite the event. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not just the Snowball Derby. There's no. uh, the Alan Turner Snowflake 100, um, you know, on qualifying night uh, on the Saturday. Uh, last chance qualifier for the Snowball Derby. Uh, tons of practice coverage uh, on on Thursday and Friday leading up to it. And, and as well, there's racing, you know, Wednesday night, uh, tech night. They've got, uh, I believe the that's the night the Outlaw uh, Sportsman Series is there, the Wheelman Series. Uh, they've got, you know, their, their local home divisions that race around Pensacola, uh, like their Palmer division, their four cylinders. Uh, and then as well, they also have a, uh, a vintage class series um so there's tremendous amount of content uh, leading into friday with the uh florida modifieds and and you know the uh, last chance qualifier and and uh you know the qualifying session for the uh snowflake 100 um just a tremendous amount of content <laughs> all the way through oh yeah and then they also have pre-race shows um or or post-race shows if you will um you know from uh, a couple of local restaurants that are down there uh, for drawing of the position for qualifying 
uh, you know, just interviews with some of the drivers and, and uh, uh, you know, it will be, we'll be definitely glued to the TV and, and uh, glued to the computer, I guess, and, and, uh, and watching all the happenings from down in Pensacola. Well, we've got a number of Canadians heading down there, too. I know Cole and Jared Butcher down there already. Uh, we got uh, Kyle Steckley's going to head down there. Glenn Styers is heading down that way. Alex uh, Gornett is heading down to Five Flags Speedway. Uh, uh, I believe, well, today you said that uh, Mr. Nagel is going to go down there, too, the 08 uh, from out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, we've got a lot of really good teams heading down there. I believe we got a shot this year, Junior, to uh, come away with some victories. Yeah, and as well, you know, Canadian content and Canadian, you know, uh, personnel. Um, Nick uh, Noah Gregson is going to be driving for uh, the 30 car, which is uh, owned by uh, Rhett Jones, which is uh, Mark Rhett and uh, and Terry Jones as well. Terry Jones is uh, driver of the, uh, you know, number 30 from the Arca Series from down Chatham Way. Uh, he's been a team owner for several years now in the Arca Series. Uh, last year, they went down there, and, and Noah Gregson just about won the Snowflake 100, uh, made it three wide and took out Johanna Long and took out all those people uh, towards the end of that race. Uh, created a lot of hard feelings, but Noah Gregson's going to be behind the wheel of the 30 uh, in the in the snowball. Uh, and then as well, Gannett is going to be behind the wheel of the 30 in the in the snowflake. So um, that's going to be a powerhouse team. Canadian spotter going to be up on the up on the uh, uh, spotter stand for them with uh, Jeff Gutler. Um, and you know, you look at the names that uh, that you just talked about. Uh, uh, of course, you know Cole Butcher. We had him on the program last week talking about uh, you know the 53 and all that good stuff that's coming down the pipe. And uh, you know, his brother, Jared, now has had a couple of really good runs down there. Uh, every time he's there, he's in the top 10. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he can crest that knoll and uh, and be up there in that top three uh, with that Donnie Wilson prepared 54 car. Um, Steckley has impressed everywhere he's went. Mm. I can't see why he's not going to go down there and be competitive. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, Kyle Steckley. You know, it seems like he brings a gun to a gunfight every single time he shows up oh, to the yeah. racetrack, and yeah, yeah, he learns quick, and and you know the kid is good. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what that twenty two camp brings to the table, um, and and as well, uh, you know, it, it's cool to see the involvement that Glenn Styers is having. Mm -hmm. You know, you look mm -hmm. at. Uh, uh, he just, uh, you know, if you follow along with, with the White Motorsports camp, uh, they've built a beautiful piece for Glenn Styers to go down there for that Snowflake 100. And uh, and as well, you know, wrap the hauler and wrap mm -hmm. the pit box and everything else. So it's going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's got... Uh, They're going to look it, too. He's going to look it, that's yeah. for sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have never seen this many Canadians... Uh, with this caliber of equipment heading down exactly. to, to an American event. Yeah. You know, usually there's one or two, and then there's a bunch of Canadians with some decent equipment. Uh, not this time around, man. Mm. This time around, every Canadian that's on that entry list is is, is going to be competitive. Yep, they got I a think, shot. I think Glenn Styers has got... A little bit of a, a a little bit of a, a tougher time on the competitive side. Yeah. Um. You know, just because of his driving style, because he's he's a sprint car guy. You know, and 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 he's got definitely a steep hill to climb. Um. But I think that this track is going to fit his driving style to a T. Yeah. And and it is a place where where you know I think that they've put their their eggs into one basket and and. Uh, 
he's done a tremendous amount of testing and and uh, he's done a tremendous amount of of you know research and development over the course of the year and, and he got faster everywhere he went so I think that every Canadian that's on the entry list heading down for this event has got a shot to be in the top 10 and that is a very bold statement yeah. but I, yeah, I think yeah. that it's it's very true and very attainable yeah and here let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight right off the hop here in mere moments we're gonna have Kyle Steckley on this show uh, we'll see how excited Kyle is to make his first trip to Five Flags Speedway got to know he was running at Delaware Speedway all year uh, did a tremendous job at Delaware, half-mile racetrack. So when you get to a place like Five Flags Speedway, it's not like uh, Kyle's been playing around on quarter-mile tracks or, you know, uh, smaller than half-mile tracks. He was there every Friday night at Delaware Speedway. So uh, I'm just trying to drive the point home there that uh, Kyle Steckley isn't going to be, um, I don't know, thrown offline, if you will, on a half-mile speedway with the speed that they're going to be hitting at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Kyle Steckley going to join us here real soon. Glenn Styers, we talk about Glenn. Uh, we're going to have Glenn on the show tonight in hour number one. In hour number two, we got Alex Gannett that's going to uh, join us here on the show. He had some big announcements just this week. He's going to go NASCAR Pindy's Bull Blast in 2023 with um, EHR. So that's going to be huge. Uh, we'll talk to Alex about that and, of course, his trip that he's going to be making to Pensacola. And in hour number two as well, we had to give him a little bit of a break. Uh, he's, he should have had enough time now. Uh, Brad Moran is going to join us, the director of the Cup Series. Uh, great, great, to, uh, good, good friend of Race Time Radio. And we're really looking forward to catching up with Brad tonight. I know, Junior, you're smelling a little bit down here, but it's okay. I had the windows open and it uh, pulled some stuff down. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. But uh, there it is. Uh, how you make it out with getting Mr. Steckley on the hotline there is Susie Q. She's going to take the phone and get after it. But like you say, we got a lot of really good teams heading down south. Uh, it, the weather looks okay, too. When I look at the long-range forecast, seems to look it's, pretty good. It's Pensacola, though. It, it, I yeah, mean, it's it, going to go up and gonna, down. Well, it, there's two things that you know every year. It's going to rain. You just don't know which day that it's going to rain. <laughs> you, you hope that it's not race day on, on the derby day, right. uh, but you also hope that it's not practice day yeah. right, for your division. So it's um you know you know that you're going to experience some rain you hope that it's tech day um you know for for the original uh you know load in day it's okay if it rains that day and and uh usually okay if it rains one of the preliminary days but uh you just hope that it doesn't push the the derby back and and screw up a bunch of people's schedules but um that being said you know it, it is florida if you uh, don't like the weather just wait just five wait. minutes and uh it will change so uh um you know when you look at it uh you can expect it to be you know kind of chilly you know you get some cold temperatures there uh you get some warm daytime temperatures perfect for racing um and uh you know i i think that you know we're definitely in for a, a great show no matter what I, it's every single year <laughs> it is the derby and uh uh man you, you can't get more exciting than than that yeah when you take a look from a media perspective on what bob dillner has done uh back in the speed 51 days and now racing america is going to pick up the ball and uh take off with it kind of cool uh when you look at it we've been fortunate enough i remember uh years ago 
getting the Christmas tree sort of set up out in the uh, garage when we lived out at the lake, listening to the Snowball Derby online. Uh, and that was just when things were firing off online and listening to speed51.com. And, yeah, we, uh, used to, we used to listen to it to- online. It was, and then they also had that Race Central Live. So Race Central Live was like a bunch of reporters that were roaming around, yeah, and yeah, they would yeah. snap pictures of things, right? So um, they would have that for for you know the big races, but the Derby was the main one. And uh, you know if, if there was a crash, they would have a photo of it. If there yep. was a if there was a pit stop being made, they, there was a photo of it. Um, but I remember following along with that for a few years, and uh, you remember. You remember back to when it was first put on pay-per-view, there was a lot of people that said, man, this is never going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at where it's at now and, and uh, look at the streaming that has been created, uh, you know, from because that, on it. the backbone of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, it's, been, it's been a great success. And, and uh, uh, man, every year it just gets better and better. And gets more professional, and and uh, you know it attracts the big names. You look at the two names that got added to the list this week. That's right, Brad Keselowski and, and Eric Jones. Um, you know it, it continues to shine, and and uh, man, it's it's going to be cool. I believe we've got Kyle Steckley on the hotline. We do. We got Kyle up there. Uh, what's going on there? Twenty two. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Fantastic, Kyle. Uh, so, how, how are the plans coming? You got that 22 APC car all loaded up in the hauler and all set and ready to go, or what? Yeah, we just finished loading it up tonight, and the hauler's leaving tomorrow morning. So, I don't think we could have done any more preparation, and we've put a lot of work towards it the last two months. So, hopefully, all goes well, and we can have some fun down there. It's crazy, isn't it, Kyle? When you get ready for a big event like this, uh, you think you work hard on your race car week in and week out, and then and then you get prepared for a weekend like this. You're going for 100 laps, but you work on it for two solid months. Uh, talk us through a little bit of that preparation. Obviously, you go through the car with a fine fine tooth comb, and then you redo it again and again and again. Uh, but uh, talk talk to us about that program. Uh, talk to us about the uh, the way that you guys have have uh, kind of attacked this event and what the preparation is like for a team like yours. Yeah, it's been wild. You know, each week during the summer, you feel feel like you're putting in a lot of work, doing a lot of preparation, and going over everything, and then. And then we were thinking about doing this event and started putting things together. And, man, it's been nonstop for the past two months from getting the car switched over to their rules. We actually got out and tested at Jacasa back when it was still warm here before the snow came and the <laughs> shitty weather. And then now we're just, we've just been preparing it. We worked with McCall's to make sure that we got her all up to, up to speed and we can compete, hopefully. And we've just pretty much checked every nut and bolt in the car checked every part new parts you know spare parts the amount of spare parts we're taking to the track is absolutely insane but we're gonna have it if we need it and hopefully that means we won't need it and yeah it's just insane how much work goes into it just for a hundred lap race but it's the Snowball Derby. It's one of the biggest races out there. Hey, man, you talk about spare parts and, and being so far away from home. You ask a guy like Mike Bentley how important it is to have spare parts, right? It, Mike oh, Bentley yeah. made the long toe down there and unfortunately lost the right rear in, in practice and smacked the wall and, and, uh, and unfortunately ended his week, right? He, he yep. didn't, have the, didn't have the parts for it. And, and uh, you know, with the different manufacturers out there, you can't necessarily find uppers or lowers or, you know, or, or whatever it is yeah. that you're looking 
looking for. It's uh, it's incredible the the amount of preparation that goes into it uh, for sure. And it, Mike McCall, if you're listening, you you pulled one over on me because I was at yeah. Flamborough Speedway and I said, "Are you guys are you guys got anybody going to the Derby or or going to going to the, the Flake?" And he just shook his head. Nope, nope, nope. He lied to me right to my face. <laughs> he lied right to my face. And then, like, two weeks later, Kyle Steckley's going. I said, man, yeah. Mike McCall. And I, I actually gave him – I already I already gave it to him. I just wanted to give it to him publicly. And uh, But I gave it to him at the banquet at, at APC. I said, you lied directly to me, Mike. Yeah. I, I, I've never seen you do that before. And he chuckled. Huh. But, uh, yeah. man, it was so cool to see the release, the, the build-up, the excitement level – uh, have you had a lot of people reach out to you on the excitement side, like like you know local guys like Junior Hanley and and those types of guys reach out and and get you even more pumped up about about heading down there? Yeah, it's been cool. A lot of guys have reached out, wish me luck, and you know it's just an amazing experience that I get to experience with my team. So I'm just really really excited, and all this hype has just made it bigger and bigger. With Kyle Steckley on the hotline tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, Kyle, this is a race down here. I know this is your first trip down to compete. Is it your first trip to Five Flag Speedway? I know this was probably, uh, of course, your dad is multi-time champion in the NASCAR Penny Series, Scott Steckley. We all know Scotty. Uh, but is this an event that uh, you have been down to and seen Five Flag Speedway? I can well imagine this was one that was on your dad's bucket list back in his day, but never got the opportunity. Yeah, I actually made the trip down last year with my dad to watch the Snowball Derby, and we just went as we went as fans last year and got to experience the whole thing. And I've watched it the last couple of years, and ever since the first time I watched it and seen, you know, sixty entries for a thirty-car field is just I've wanted to wanted to make the trip down and see if we can make it happen. And just making the race is something like an, a huge accomplishment that not a lot of people can say they did. So, you know, it's a huge event. We're setting the I'm setting my goals high, but we're going to keep it realistic, and I feel that we can go down there and run with those guys. Looking back at last year, we watched Trayton Lapsovich have a great run down there. He's at the top of the speed charts in practice all the time and unfortunately had a parts failure in the race, but he did great. So, you know, hopefully we can go down there and take it to the guys down south and maybe pick up the top ten or who knows. Who knows what might happen? What would exactly. It, oh, sorry. <laughs> what would it mean to you to win the, the Snowflake 100, Gal? Man, it would be absolutely amazing. The the people down there, the just the whole environment down there when we were down there last year is just like none other. And to win the Snowflake 100, I not I know it's not the Snowball Derby, but to win any any race that week is huge. And you know the opportunities it could create and just everything with. With the amount of people out there, it would be absolutely amazing. Well, Kyle, I can guarantee you are going to turn some heads when you're down at Pensacola. There is no doubt in my mind you are going to pick up a bunch of people that may not have known who Kyle Steckley is. They're going to know who you are by the end of the weekend, and that's tremendous, uh, tr- tremendous news. Now, from a strategy standpoint... Uh, I can imagine you guys in the shop have gone through this a number of times. Do you set that car up to try and nail the pole in this race? Do you set it up to be, I'm going to be comfortable in the top 10. Let's try and do that. How do you put a strategy together to tackle qualifying up first? 
Yeah, everybody's worried about qualifying when you go down there. Everyone just wants to make the show, make the race, and, you know, everyone's doing two, three-lap runs to make it into the race, and I'm hoping we can be comfortable enough that we don't have to do that, you know, make a make a couple scuff runs, but also work on our long run speed, because in the end, it is about the race, and I feel if we can have enough speed to be comfortable that we think we can qualify top 10, top 15, because it is still, it's a 100-lap race, so you do have time, and I'm sure there'll be a couple cautions, so... I'm hoping we have enough speed that we can work on our long run car in, in practice and have a still have a good qualifying run, start up somewhere near the front, don't have to worry about a last chance qualifier or anything about that. But I think if we could dial in our race setup, that'd be huge, and we could make something happen then. Yeah, if you get too close, Junior, to that uh, racer's edge, man, you could uh, do yourself in just trying to make it into the show. Well, yeah, yeah. definitely. It, it happens, and the, especially at that track, because, you know, everybody does push it so hard. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of action that happens in practice at, at, at Five Flags, and you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be one of those guys right. that have that action, that have that, uh, you know, that uh, that moment. So, you know, you do got to find the edge, and you've got you've to push every, every ounce of, of speed that you can out of the car, but you also have to go into it with the mindset that you have to protect the thing to get there. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the neatest part about Five Flags is, is that that razor's edge, right? And and watching, you know, both Snowflake 100 time trials and watching Snowball, 100, or Snowball Derby time trials, uh, you get the same feeling, right? <laughs> Those guys that are going and, and trying to get into the show, um, you know, everybody who makes it into that show is going to mess up a little bit on their lap. And, and you know, those little slip-ups can be big, right? They can be monumental. Yep. So it's, uh, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, it carries a whole new meaning when you show up and there's that many entries and, and there's that much iron uh, on the starting grid. you got to bring your A game. And, and Kyle, I couldn't ask for uh, a more exciting guy to do it. Uh, you're definitely going to uh, put on a show. It's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, when I look at, uh, you know, all the success that you've had up here in Canada with the caliber of guys that you've raced here in Canada, um, you're, you're going down there with, uh, and you should be going down there with, with confidence and, and, uh, and that is, that should be exciting for all the Canadian race fans that, uh, that are going to tune in. It's, uh, it's going to be cool. And I think that, you know, we've covered it here. There's a lot of Canadian involvement heading down there. Uh, so I expect to see lots of Maple Leafs down there. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to go down there with all the guys from Canada, with Glenn and Alex going down. And, uh, man, I just can't thank everybody who supports me enough. Like, APC has done so much for my racing career this year. They've made so much possible. So I'm happy to carry their colors down all the way down in Florida. And, obviously, A.W. Millwright played a huge role in my racing career, supporting my dad way back. When he first started, and they're still on the cards today, so that's awesome. And, we got Caldecott Millwright, MBS Motorsports here activating, and Donald Teach, uh, Teach Group out in Quebec, all coming on board for this race. So huge thanks to those guys and all my all my local sponsors for supporting me and making this trip possible. Kyle, you're heading down to Florida. It's going to be the big one here. How do fans up here in Canada that may not follow you right now, how do they stay in tune with everything that you're doing? Because I know you guys do a great job on social media. What's the best way to point listeners that uh, may not know who Kyle Steckley is and go, hey, this guy's going to Florida. I'm going to follow along. Yeah, you can follow along on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all just 
Kyle Stackley, nice and simple. And if you want to watch the race, head over to Racing America, and you can you can subscribe and and get the race and watch thirty guys battle it is for hundred laps. Kyle, uh, what's the what's the crew? Who's the crew going down with you? Who are all the guys to watch out for on the TV? Yeah, obviously got my dad going down. A couple guys from our shop and a couple guys from McCall's are going down. And yeah, good group of guys, good hard workers, and we're going to make something happen, hopefully. So the car leaves tomorrow. When does Kyle Steckley leave? We're heading down Tuesday night. Got to be there for tech on Wednesday, big tech day. And then following that, we start practice on Thursday. Well, I know we all wish you guys a, a ton of luck and uh, just go do what you've done all season long, Kyle, and that's put your nose to the grindstone and go get whatever that 22 car will give you because you never know where you're going to end up. I can tell you one thing. It's going to be exciting, and I can guarantee you you're going to turn a pile of heads. Kyle Steckley, thanks so much for the time tonight. We wish you all the best. And hopefully, let's get you back on here next Sunday night, and we'll recap that Snowflake 100 that you're going to be in. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. You betcha. That's Kyle Steckley. You can check him out, the number 22. Uh, cars can look, uh, from the photos i seen, Junior, cars can look pretty close to being the same as what he had up here in the APC Series all season and at Delaware Speedway, Flamborough Speedway, all the tracks up here. It says a lot about the Steckley name, and, and you know, everybody that knows anything about motorsports in Canada knows Scott Steckley, knows the name Scott Steckley, understands that he was a champion, understands that he was great, understands all those things. They understand that Kyle Steckley is a young phenom that's coming up through the ranks. But if you want to gauge how much respect that the Steckley name has, mm. he's got racers sponsoring him to go race. <laughs> so yeah. when you look at What's it, you know, Donald Teej, I think back to, to DJ Kennington buying a set of tires for him at Flamborough Speedway, right? And having DJ K racing on, on the 22 car just to get him out to the track right? Uh, for, for Autumn, or not for Autumn College, for Oktoberfest, like two years ago. Uh, you know, you think back to, um, uh, you know, through the... The, the entire deal to get him into APC. A- APC is racers supporting racers, right? Like that's the, it's a group yes. of racers. Yep. Uh, Luke Ramsey and his whole team are gr- a group of racers. Um, and when you look at Caldecott Millwright, right? Corey McAllister um, is a guy that has a, a business that is flourishing in, in Hanover and uh, Hanover, Ontario. And he supports racing through and through to, to the soul, to the core. Yep. And, uh, you know, to have him on the car and then as well, Donald Teach, like he's another racer, um, a, a racer that not only raced for Steckley, uh, you know, has has raced, you know, you know, raced with Steckley, uh, like on the racetrack, raced for Steckley on the racetrack and raced against him um, and raced against Kyle as well. Um, it is so cool to see racers helping racers, and uh, uh, it means it means the world. And when you look at the Canadian side of things, uh, that's how we that's how we as a country that's how we get better. And uh, uh, you got to take your hat off to those guys for helping out, and uh, and that's what gets the guys like Kyle Steckley to the racetrack. Going to be so so exciting next weekend. You do not want to miss a lap. All week long. We're going to hit a first quick break here on Race Time Radio. When we come back, yet another Canadian competitor heading for Pensacola, Florida, and Five Flags Speedway. We got Glenn Stars going to join us on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting things fired up. Come on, wake up. I got a little money coming my way. 
we gotta get out of here. If you find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and me. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elford. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life is a Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, of course, on our YouTube channel, Race Time Radio TV, and live on racetimeradio.com. Through the week, you can also pick up Race Time Radio at least three times over on the Performance Motorsport Network.com. They've been airing Race Time Radio. Bob Steele's been airing us for years. Uh, and we always uh, look forward to being on the Performance Motorsport Network.com and uh, all of our listeners that tune in on that uh, frequency, on that channel, on uh, online. <laughs> uh, Junior, this week is one uh, that, that we've always looked forward to, this uh, heading into the Snowball Derby. Um, uh, up here in Canada, I always look at the IWK250 as our Snowball Derby. We got a lot of great events happening now up here in Canada that, um, you know, uh, it's events like that that sort of build guys' momentum to get down to these big events down in the U.S. And make no mistake, the who's who and the what's what are going to be at Pensacola, always are and have been for a number of years. 
But it's kind of cool when we get teams from up here that get down there and are competitive like we've seen last year. That was that was really cool. It was exciting. Yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, it, it definitely does. Having having events like that, uh, you know, ups everybody's game. Having having events like that, having series like that, that have the ability to up everybody's game. When you look at the APC series, you know, it, there's 25 guys that can go out there and win races in the APC series. When you look at the Pro Stock Tour, there's 25 guys that can go out and win Pro Stock races. Um, you know, when you look at Western Canada, races like the Rattler 250, races like the Western 300. Two, or three or two hundred. Yeah, yeah. um, the, the which one is three? Western Rattler. The Western Rattler three hundred. Yeah, you said two fifty. Two fifty. It's yeah, so I'm good. thinking the Rattler two fifty down. Yeah, south. yeah, yeah. But um, you know those those re- those races and events are are the the places that do cultivate uh, you know guys to be able to go down there and and compete. Um, and it also drives the, the, you know, technology side, right? That's one thing that the Canada, you know, always did lack a little bit is we had a very short race season. Um, now the, the transparency between the U S and here, um, if it happens down South, we know about it, you know, the day of, Mm. um, and, uh, it's pretty interesting to see the technology level in Canadian motorsports has ramped up through the roof very quickly and uh, has has brought a bunch of people onto the same page as as what those guys are down there. So it's uh, it, it's an amazing thing to see, and and uh, it's just going to continue to to progress. Well, that is cool. Uh, our next guest is up on the hotline. Uh, we've watched him all year in the NASCAR Pinty Series. You see him at a sweeping speedway in his sprint car. You can catch him pretty well anywhere. Glenn Styers is all over the place. He's on his way down to Florida to compete in the Alan Turner Snowflake 100. His name is Glenn Styers. We got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Glenn? How are you? Yeah, doing good, Glenn. Hello, Joe. Damn. I'm just sitting here watching Netflix. Are you? That a boy. That a boy. So getting a little all's bit of good, all's well. Getting a little bit of couch time before you uh, head down to Florida, is it? Or are you down there already? Well, I'm just sitting here and uh, watching TV, and that's pretty much it. Ah, there you go. When do you head to Florida, Glenn? Um, we're going to be leaving here Wednesday. Um, we don't practice driver's meeting and stuff until uh, Thursday. But I was down at uh, Whitey's shop and, uh, you know, all through the week, or well, the last couple of weeks, I guess, watching him build the car and uh, all the components ready and together for the uh, for the big show. Yeah, it's going to be some exciting down there. Have you been watching from a distance, Glenn, the Snowflake 100, the uh, Snowball Derby? Have you been taking that race in for a number of years and then this year just decided, hey, this one's for me. I want to go down there and do it. You know, I never, never um, knew about it. I was always, uh, always had my eye on uh, a 410, 360 racing. And um, I, I got such a long ways to go on this uh, asphalt side of things. I was talking to Whitey, and I asked him, I said, hey, I need laps. Where can we go to get laps? And he told me about this race. I said, build me a car for it. So we got the car all together, and um, we're uh, heading down there. It's uh, really, really exciting. Um, can't wait. 
any chance you're going to have a dirt car stuffed up in that beautiful hauler that I seen a photo of this week? Uh, you're going to go down there just with a focus on asphalt, or are you taking down some uh, some dirt toys as well? No, I'll be taking. Uh, we're going to be going to Volusia and uh, East Bay, uh, 360. And uh, plan is to maybe go over to. I think it's New Smyrna. There's like a 10 day show there or something. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I'm just going to go down, uh, try and get laps, uh, get polished up. Um, yeah, I just, I just got to redeem myself on the asphalt side of things. I had no idea. Or is that difficult? Absolutely, Glenn. Uh, uh, throughout the uh, throughout the season, um, you know, we I talked to you numerous times, and 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 each time, you know, you you seem to uh, you know get to a different track, and the things that you learned at the previous track, you you wished you could go back to that other track and and reapply those same things to that same track. It'll be so good uh, to like obviously this this week here going to the snowball derby uh, will be huge and it's one track and you're going to spend a lot of time on track with the practice sessions and and the qualifying sessions and the race. But that's that new Smyrna speed week deal. When you get to go and you get to reapply the same information day in and day out uh, for, for that 10 day show, I think that that'll be huge for, for your learning curve on the asphalt side. And that that's really exciting to hear that that is on the radar for you guys. Yeah, I um, like I said, I just need laps. And uh, two years ago, I went to uh, East Bay, and um, it was my first time back after the crash that I really tried to uh, full time in a in a three hundred and sixty sprint. And um, I'm telling you, I couldn't even drive a four wheel four wheeler. <laughs> um, the second I drove around in a parking lot, I had to go lay down in a hauler. And any time I went out and uh, hot laps or any kind of laps on the track, uh, I had to go and lay down in the hauler, and uh, so that's all gone away, it's all behind me now, and uh, I'm so glad that um, I don't have to deal with that nausea and uh, bright sun in my butt, so again, I'm just going down really to get laps and hopefully uh, make up for, you know, like the five years that I've missed. And really back into training with my mind, my brain, because I was shook up so hard. Um, and anybody that's had a major concussion and a crash will understand what I'm going through. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For you sure. went through a lot, and it's so good to see that that is behind you. And we got you back behind the wheel of any race car for that fact. Uh, you've been a busy guy. You had a busy summer. You did the full NASCAR pennies deal. Uh, you did get into your sprint car, uh, and you had limited success in behind the wheel of the dirt car. Is it hard, Glenn, uh, for a guy like you that bounces between dirt and asphalt? I know you did a lot more asphalt this year than you probably have done for a lot of years. Is it hard jumping between the two cars? Well, I can tell you right now that um, in the beginning, so so I don't have any experience, and my crew guys don't have any experience. So you're dealing with families and generation after generation after generation that know these cars inside and out, and I come in there cold. Now we have, um, you know, Whitey Motorsports, 
coming in with the crew, crew chief, all of the experience that need to be successful. Um, and running the dirt modified, going back and forth, dirt modified, sprint car, uh, penny schraders, uh, MP modified, uh, jumping in the chili bowl. Um, I think that we're going to be a lot better because near the end of the season, like uh, Mohawk Raceway, I got a, I got a third. I led over half of the race. Um, and at a, you know, in a 360 sprint, I, the best I did was a third. So, um, and then when I ended up running the asphalt bar in uh, London at Delaware, um, you know, I passed a lot of cars. And I, I moved up. I got banged up quite a bit. I still had a car that was capable of passing, and um, so. The, so to answer your question, in the beginning, it was extremely tough. Um, and I had a lot of uh, people doubting and questioning my, my abilities because I, I ran at the back a lot of the times. And uh, it wasn't until the end of the season where I started to see the light and start passing multiple cars throughout the race and um, really felt a major success near the end of the year. So... I don't want to lose that momentum, and that's why we're going down south and uh, going to hit as many races as we can and uh, trying to compile a, a calendar together because uh, I want to try to get 100 races in this year. Wow, 100? That's, 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 that's ambitious. An amb- that's ambitious for sure. That's, uh, that's pretty cool, Glenn. Um, you know, looking at, at your schedule so far and, and the, the events that you're talking about, um, that is the way to do it, right? It's, uh, it, it is all about seat time. And, and uh, you know, towards the, uh, towards the end of the year, like you were saying, uh, you really did pick it up. You turned a corner and, and uh, you know, you were – you know, at the at the beginning of the season, um, you know, it was it was you know looking at, at practice times and stuff like that. Your consistency picked up. Uh, you know, everything just started to come together, and then and then you know, old Mother Nature starts flying with the snowflakes, and and it puts a damper on everything. Uh, with you getting down south, getting getting acclimated, uh, getting out with with a whole new group of of characters out on the racetrack. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the progression, and I think race fans, uh, you know, are definitely getting the treat and and getting to uh, getting to see your progression through it. And uh, you know, I, I love the, the the combination of the dirt and the asphalt working together, and and I love that that you as a as a as a person, um, you know, uh, you know, support the entire sport really with with GSR and and you know with GeForce. TV and and all of the different areas where where you are within the sport, uh, it's definitely cool to see uh, all of the different facets and and how much of a motorsports fan you are, uh, and how much of a supporter of motorsports you are. And uh, I think that uh, uh, every race fan would echo and, and say thank you for for that for for bringing us all closer. Uh, with the um, Pinty's NASCAR, um, Chris Venturi um, wanted me to help promote the NASCAR series. And um, I asked him, you know, what's the best way to get attention to a Shrigan Speedway? And he said, run the series. So so now I got two oval cars. I got uh, two, um, got two road course cars. Uh, I got a lot of support, a lot of... Um, 
drivers uh, teaching me and training me and getting me lap time and uh, uh, giving me all the support that I need to actually not be in the way, but actually be uh, competitive. And um, and we're we're going after it seriously. Like it's not uh, something that I'm actually just doing for fun and. Uh, trying to get a thrill or whatever, we're out there to compete and finish good and hopefully see a victory. Um, that'll be a, a dream come true, definitely. I didn't expect it. didn't expect to even be going down this road, um, but I'm so grateful I am. I've been so many tracks. I uh, I pretty much knew everybody in the racing industry, yep. but to hang out with them again and travel with them, it's like, big family it's incredible yeah good stuff it's going to be exciting uh we're with glenn stars on the hotline he is going to head to florida to uh pensacola florida five flag speedway he's going to go after the 100 uh that will come up just before the snowball derby will take to the speedway glenn what will success be for you in your eyes this being the first time you've gone down there first time to see pensacola what have you got set as a target? What have you got set as, uh, at the end of it, you'll be able to turn to the guys and say, hey, that was a success. Well, one of the one of the things, uh, anytime I go to a racetrack, um, I don't want to qualify last. Um, I want to pass cars. Uh, I want to make show, shows. I want to be competitive. Um, I want to... Uh, Anybody that's trying to pass me, I want them to have to fight for the lead. Um, I want them to be able to have to really, really work hard to get around my car. Um, I just want to be competitive, and uh, I want to, I want to be able to um, have people say, "Who is that guy?" You know, because uh, it was tough to pass or pass me, and I didn't expect that. You know, things like that. That would be successful to me, and uh, I know I'm still relatively new. Uh, yellow stickers coming off my car, so um, I'm ready to uh, show what I got. Yeah, good deal. I know it's going to be awesome. She's going to be some exciting. Glenn, safe trip down on Wednesday. I know we'll have our stuff locked right in on you uh, and following the progression to see how that zero car makes out down in Pensacola. With any luck at all, Glenn, we'll have you back on here next Sunday night where we can look in the rearview mirror and talk about the successes you have, buddy. Awesome. And Joe and Joe, thanks for calling. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, stay in touch. You want to believe it. You have safe travels. Uh, that's going to be exciting, Junior, watching that zero car. Glenn can get it done. I like how he's addressing and, and, and you know, taking the steps back in. You got to know anybody that doesn't realize Glenn had a severe crash. Probably, uh, you know, after that crash, it, it, the, the future did not look bright for Glenn Styers to be behind the wheel of a race car. And he has worked himself back in to a race car. And now I like the way he's attacking stuff. He's... Uh, He's not happy with the finishes that he's had. Don't make any mistake there. He is uh, not going to be happy running at the back, as he mentioned. He is a guy that wants to run up front. He has had tremendous success in a dirt car. He wants to stimulate that over on the asphalt side, too. It's going to be tough to do, but if anybody can do it, Glenn Stars is the guy. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, You know, it, it, 
it goes to show you how difficult um, short track racing is on asphalt, for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it goes to show you how talented guys like Kyle Larson are or, or Christopher Bell or any of those those types of characters, right, um, that, that you know, grow up racing on dirt and get thrown into a stock car and go out there and run up front. Um, it is a completely different world. And sure, there's things that you can apply and there's things that, that Glenn does apply, um, you know, and and when you look at, at uh, you know, the level of success that he had uh, in the Pinty Series last year, he got thrown into the deep end of the pool. And, you know, when, when yeah. everybody, you know, thinks that it looks relatively easy looking at it from the outside, looking in until you get there and it's like wow yeah you know the the level of competition in this penny series is no joke it's no. you know there's there's 15 to 20 guys that can that can win every single week yeah and and you know it it is definitely an eye-opener to a lot of people uh glenn styers is, is probably one of the most competitive people when it comes time for racing here in canada um he is not going to go out quietly no <laughs> no no and and you know it proves it I love the uh, the aspect that that Whitey has taken with him, and and you know getting him getting him on that on that Snowflake 100 side, getting him you know acclimated, and and uh, you know there's one way to get better in in motorsports, and that's go out there and get your butt kicked by somebody, learn from that, and progress. And uh, you know there's no shame in going to the Snowflake 100. And and running thirtieth, no, no no shame at all. You Making qualify. the show is a big deal. Yeah. So you know, I, I think that they're they're definitely going to bring a bazooka to a gunfight. Um, they've got equipment, right? They've got uh, the best of the best. And and uh, uh, Glenn had he turned a massive corner last year, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what he can put together. And he sounds motivated by all stretch. Oh yeah! And uh, you know it's it's going to be cool to uh, to watch the progression. And I I mean it when I say when you look at at him at Speed Week, that yeah. is where a driver can turn a corner. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, You're... you snap off a few races back to back to back to back, yeah. And you pick up that uh, you pick up oval racing in a hurry, and and not oval racing, but asphalt racing in a hurry. Uh, just because you can, you know, really yeah. continually uh, work you, on you the car apply. for nine nights. Exactly. Uh, there's nine nights of racing at uh, the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing that comes up in February. We'll have lots about New Smyrna Speedway and the World Series as we get closer to it. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. Uh, Alex Gunnett's not that far out. He's going to join us. Also, heading down to Five Flags Speedway. Also, huge news. He's going to go full-time in the NASCAR Penny Series in 2023. He's going to do it with Ed Hackinson Racing. Uh, it, 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 just huge news. Uh, going to be great to see Alex in the series uh, on a regular basis. And we're going to talk to him about all the above in uh, just a little bit. So we're going to hit this break, and we will be back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. We're getting real close to the top of the hour where we got to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights. Junior, what do you got there? Hey, I just got invited to a group here while we're on the air. Ah. Uh, it's the Big O Off-Season Weight Loss Challenge. The Big O. So it's Dave Hunsinger and Adam Ross. Oh, yeah. And uh, the so you can type it in, the Big O Off-Season Weight Loss Challenge. Uh, it's a public group on Facebook. Uh, you can pledge. Um, they're raising money for, and I, I'm not sure. I just got I just got joined up, but they're raising money for a charity, um, and um, they are. Uh, you can also just express your well wishes to either Dave or Adam, uh, or you can even participate in the challenge as well. Um, so they probably sent it to me because I'm a fat guy. Is that well, why you did that, Adam? I can't. But anyways, I can't lose anymore. Hey, no, but anyway, if I do, so, I'll disappear, which Adam would probably <laughs> like. But anyway, but anyways, that they uh, they they post that and. Uh, uh, there's a 
weight loss challenge, and uh, and there's a uh, there's a group. So, cool. uh, Dave Hunsinger and Adam. Dave Hunsinger. Now, I wonder if he's any relation to Ryan Hunsinger. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, the gunslinger. Uh, I would great accomplished uh, dirt car driver, actually, um, Mr. Hunsinger. Uh, always enjoy. We've had him on the show before, but that's uh, kind of cool. Lots of activity. Uh, you know, social media is, uh, even though it's the off season, uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can join into uh, throughout the course of the off season. Uh, we're getting, of course, prepared for Five Flags Speedway and the Snowball Derby weekend. It's the 55th annual. Uh, and if you take a look down through the lists of uh, drivers that have won the Snowball Derby, man, is there an accomplished list of drivers there is the who's who uh, throughout the course of that list. Hey, I, I can't, I don't know the answer to this. I should have the list up, but you probably do over there, Junior. Uh, Junior Hanley, did he ever win the Snowball Derby? I don't believe that he did. I believe his no. cars have won, uh, but I will I will have that answer for you on the other side of the top. Ah, there you go. So coming up here in hour number two uh, is going to be Alex Gwinnett. We're going to get him as soon as we come back because uh, we're going to throw back to Toronto here in just a couple of minutes and get you up to date takes 90 seconds. And then we're going to grab Alex Gannett. Uh, he is out for dinner tonight. He's ordered his dinner. So hopefully uh, it doesn't cross the paths too much here. We don't want to see his dinner get cold, uh, but we do want to get the information out uh, to absolutely everybody. It's going to be pretty exciting. He's going to be behind the wheel of the 30 for Rhett Jones Jr. Is that correct? Rhett Jones, uh, always a great team. Those guys can put a team together. Uh, they got great equipment, and Alex Gannett's definitely going to fit in that seat and do a really, really good job for them. And look at this. I can tell you now, Junior Hanley has never won. He hasn't. Derby, okay, no. so you've got that up. Uh, I, that was one that I didn't know whether... Junebug had gone down there and won that baby. Or now not. Gary Ballou won it in 1980, so I would imagine that was a that was a Junior Hanley Junior car. Junior Hanley car and yeah. um, Butch Lindley in '84. I don't know whether that would be, and then Gary Ballou again in '86. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I he, he like I know for sure that he's never won it, uh, but uh, don't know uh, how many times his cars have won the. Uh, the derby be pretty spectacular if we get a canadian go down there and win either the 100 or uh the snowball derby that would uh yeah that, I, that would be pretty exciting stuff uh, looking through the list i and and i apologize to anybody if i'm wrong on this i don't think a canadian has ever won the snowball derby no i don't no. think i don't well think. we'll go through the list uh i'm gonna we gotta throw it back to toronto it is time to throw it back to uh scotty and the guys back there 90 seconds will get you up to date on anything you missed here on the channel. And then hour number two, Alex Gannett. And we got Brad Moran coming up in this hour, too. So we'll throw it back to you guys in Toronto. Get us up to date. And we will be back in 90 seconds. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. Way sideways. 
You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. We're Canada Talks. And... Just like that, we are back with you for our number two, alive tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, as well on Racetime Radio TV on YouTube or Racetimeradio.com uh, the old way. <laughs> we are live streaming it. Uh, we're going to get Alex Gannett up on the hotline here, hopefully, and we do have Alex Gannett. want to try and get him on here, get the information squeezed out of him before his dinner hits there, because uh, he will leave us, I can guarantee it. He's with us now on the hotline. What's going on, Alex? How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic, my man. Uh, you got lots of news coming out of your camp with you signing up uh, full blast in the NASCAR Penny Series, also heading down to Five Flags Speedway. It's been uh, a busy off-season so far. It's not really even been an off-season yet. You've got so many announcements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just uh, got a two-year deal done with... Uh EHR Racing with Jason Hathaway and all those guys, so I'm pumped for that. I can't wait for uh, for next year to get that started. And uh, and yeah, I'm in Pensacola right now, uh, just outside the restaurant here. Uh, we were practicing today for the Snowflake uh, 100 next weekend. So how is the 30 car? You got some practice time in. That's got to feel good. Car feel good, and how is it for speed? Yeah, I mean, uh, car feels real good. Been a, been a hot minute since I've been in one of those uh in Pro Late, it's been uh, probably like four years or something like that, four or five years. So uh, just uh, getting used to the car, getting used to the track, but the uh, car's got a lot of speed. Uh, we should be uh, we should be we should be good for the race. So Rick Jones is who uh, is the the owner of the cars. You're going to be teammates with Noah. Uh, what, what's that been like? Was Noah on track today too? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's real cool, man. I'm just with him at the restaurant right now, and uh, yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, we've been uh, hanging out all day. He's uh, yeah, he, I'm feeding off him. He's uh, feeding me a lot of information. You know, he's, uh, he's got a ton of experience. So, uh, yeah, I've been running with him the whole day. Uh, he was doing real good, real good too. And he was just uh, telling me a bunch of, uh, of inside information, you know, of uh, how to drive these cars. And he ran that race last year. So uh, he knows quite a bit about those cars. So, no, it was a, it's a good time being around such an experienced guy. Absolutely. Alex, uh, you know, this season uh, you went out there, took the bull by the horns, and went out and won the GP3R. Uh, it had to be a huge moment for you uh, standing in victory lane at GP3R. Uh, but is that what propelled the forward momentum heading into this year, or has it been planned over the last little bit that, hey, you know, 2023 is going to be a busy year for the Gannett family? I mean, uh, it, it, for sure it helps, you know, it, uh, to very good momentum to have winning like pretty much the biggest race of the year so for sure it helped but uh we've been uh, wanting to get back in a top tier uh, like uh in a top tier team to to try to win the championship for for quite a while now so it's uh i'm real happy about uh, being able to pull it together and yeah to answer your question for sure uh, for sure winning the gp3r definitely uh helped the momentum uh, push things forward for sure 
Well, you're going to be all set for the uh, Snowflake 100. Now, uh, is that it for practice for you? You guys put it back in the box and you'll participate when everybody else pulls out? Or do you got any more test time before the, be- uh, before the beginning uh, of the uh, practice sessions? Yeah, we're, uh, we're testing tomorrow also. So uh, tomorrow we're going to turn a few laps. We didn't turn that many laps today, and we'll turn a couple tomorrow and uh, try a few things on the car. And then, uh, then we're off till uh, till Thursday, and then everybody uh, is going to be on track uh, on Thursday for practice. And then, uh, then Friday we got qualifying, and then uh, Saturday we got the race. Yes, can't wait. Straight into it, man. Uh, you go full blast into it. Uh, the the uh, the atmosphere down there has got to be electric. I know it'll be kind of dead just yet, but uh, as things progress, it's going to get exciting. Alex, have you been down and seen this? Uh, the, you know the snowball derby. Have you been to Pensacola before? Yeah, I've been here. Like uh, I think it was seven, seven or eight years ago. Uh, I've been here before at uh, the derby at the at the snowflake. Uh, didn't race the uh, the race. Actually, had a the car breakdown before uh, at the last practice there, so couldn't even try to qualify. But uh, um, yeah, I've been here before. I didn't really remember it since it's been such a long time. But man, I really love this place. Uh, Pensacola Beach is really nice, and uh, yeah, I, I know how big uh, the biggest late model race of the year is. So uh, I, it's uh, it's for sure going to be electric, like you said. Can't wait. Any of your crew guys from Canada down there with you, or is uh, Rhett Jones supplying everything and you're just uh, basically down there as a higher gun? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jason's coming, Ed, uh, Ed is coming also. Uh, we got, uh, Rhett, they're not here right now, they're coming in on Wednesday. We got Jeff uh, and JT coming also. So, yeah, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to have a few guys uh, down here from EHR. So, they're going to be helping out that they get here on Wednesday. Yeah, good, good, good. That and that's all good. That's all part of the chemistry building, right? Whether it's got to start right away because you're going to have a busy 2023. Any plans right now at all, Alex, of doing speed weeks at New Smyrna the World Series? Yeah, I mean we're hoping uh, we're hoping to get something together and, and run a few nights at uh, at New Smyrna, but we'll get through this weekend uh, first, and we'll see uh, we'll see how everything goes, and uh, hopefully we get something together for. Uh, for Speed Week, I, I, de- I love New Smyrna, and I definitely love to uh, to get a chance to run a, a few races there. Yeah, oh, and like it, you said, it's a great opportunity to be working with uh, with the team, you know, for 2023. So to have them down here is uh, key. You know, it'll be great for the chemistry and stuff, so we can work together and just get to know each other. I've known Jason and Ed for a long time, but we didn't spend that much time together, so it's going to be a good time hanging out with them and, uh, and the rest of the team. Oh, oh, yeah, and signed up with them. You're going to see another side of those guys. They're a lot of fun, and uh, I know you're going to be extremely competitive. Hey, feel free, if your dinner shows up, to wave us off, but uh, we'll keep you going until it shows up. Hey, one thing one thing I got to say, uh, hanging out with Noah and those guys, your accent is going away. Uh, your your English is your English is on point, my friend. I remember, yeah. uh, you know, I remember hanging out, uh, you know, behind a hall or shooting a video, and and I couldn't understand what you were saying. And listen to you now, it's like English yeah. class down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, for sure. When I, uh, you know, when I spent some time down south with Mario Gosselin uh, a few years back, uh, the accent goes away. You know, it's starting <laughs> to get away. At the end of the week, now I'll really have the accent. Uh, 
away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for sure. No, we're having a good time, man. It's, uh, it's day one, and uh, I'm already having a blast here. Well, I tell you what, it's you're with, a very fun week. You're hanging out with a fun cat, and uh, Noah was uh, my designated driver uh, one one night after after CTMP. So uh, uh, if you get a chance, he's a good DD. Uh, he, he he knows how to pick the radio stations. That's for sure. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, very fun to be around, man. We, we're getting along really good. It's only the first day, and we're we're already buddies. <laughs> yeah, good. That's and that's important, right? You want uh, you, you want to as teammates, you're going to want as much information traveling back and forth between the two cars to you know give, give you guys success. Uh, target wise, where do you think uh, based on what you've got now? I know it's limited. But qualifying-wise, where do you think you're going to sort of stack up? Are the numbers, the speed numbers there that it looks like you're going to be close to a pole? Uh, I mean, it's, it's too early to tell. We're uh, we're actually not even on the right tires right now. It's uh, like uh, we're on an older version of the features, and apparently they're between a tenth and three-tenths lower, depending on who you ask. So uh, I, it's too early to tell now. But, uh, I mean, with, with those guys and, uh, and EHR guys coming down and with Noah and everything, I think we'll uh, – We'll have her dialed in pretty good. I don't know about qualifying, but we'll have a good race, uh, a good piece for the race. You know, it's uh, you're always trying to this race. You're always struggling between doing a setup for qualifying and then doing a race uh, setup for the race. You know, but uh, we uh, we'll have a good car in the race for sure, and uh, I think we should be uh, in good shape for qualifying. So, uh, social media wise, anybody that's uh, tuned in and maybe not know who Alex is, how do they follow you along, Alex? Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram at ALG underscore racing. Uh, same thing on Facebook, just my name, Alex Gannett. And on Twitter, uh, same thing on Instagram, ALG underscore racing. I'll be posting uh, a bunch of uh, cool stuff throughout the week uh, on the socials for sure. Yeah, awesome stuff. I know we are going to be following you along. I can't wait to see how things all turn out for you down there. Uh, you, uh, Alex, have got potential to go out there and win that race. You're with a good team. Uh, just a cool situation to see that uh, you know that, that that you've got yourself into. This is going to be really cool. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm. Uh, I can't wait to to get the race. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, it's uh, it's for sure. It's uh, it's one heck of a race to win. You know, it's going to be a tough one for sure. Uh, tough. One of the toughest race period I think in an oval you can win. So it's uh, it's going to be a tough time. But uh, I can't wait, man. I should. Uh, I should I should be doing all right. We'll see where we end up, but uh, as long as we get a, like some good experience in and some good uh, some good laps, uh, should be we should be in good shape. Yeah, time to turn some heads, Alex, and you're gonna do yeah. it. This is gonna be exciting. Good luck, my friend. Get in there, and uh, you better go get those breadsticks. Or Noah's gonna have them all gone, and you won't get any of that either. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, you guys, for having me. I'll be back on uh, pretty soon. Absolutely. Maybe next weekend, right? We'll look in the rearview mirror and recap your weekend at uh, Pensacola. Yes, sir. For sure. Let's do that. Sounds good. That's Alex Gannett. Watch for him in the 100. Junior, we got a stacked lineup in that 100. It's going to be very, very interesting. And these guys getting some test time in right now. Of course, Alex got to get acclimated to that car. As mentioned, he hasn't ran a pro late model in like four years. Big difference between an Oscar Pindy's car 
and a pro late model. Oh yeah, definitely big big difference. And and uh, you, you know when you look at uh, he he has spent quite a bit of time in behind the wheel of a late model. Um, so I, I, he's going to be good. Um, when you look at the you know the ability and and it, you know when you look at the guys that were on track today um, or over the past couple of days, um, you know Cole and Jared Butcher uh, both on track uh, with Hamke and and then as well the thirty group uh, uh, with Alex Gannett. They've got the upper hand. You know Steckley Steckley's not going to hit the track until it's practice time for for everybody. Uh, but like Alex did point out, the tire situation down there, mm. uh, they are going to be racing on the new generation Hoosier, um, which is a different set up so sure. um you, you know you can dial yourself out those those teams are, are smart enough to know you know they're looking for a base platform they're looking for uh just the the drivability they're making sure that nothing falls off the thing and <laughs> and but that is an upper hand they can un they can unload the day of practice now right and and really get out there get after it and uh you know the other guys got to get out there and make sure their heights are right make sure that they're not hitting the track and if they are adjust accordingly and that can eat up a bunch of your practice time. So, um, you know, without having simulation and without having a bunch of that other stuff, uh, you have to go to the racetrack conservative um, and dial yourself forward. Um, but if you go there aggressive uh, or too aggressive, even when you're trying to be conservative, um, it can eat up a pile of practice time. So guys like Gannett and the, the two butcher boys, uh, and I don't know if Noggle's down there or not, uh, turning any practice laps ahead right. of time, uh, but anybody that is down there you know, now has got an upper hand, uh, definitely heading into the weekend, um, heading into, you know, practice day number one uh, on Thursday. So uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing that, and, and that will definitely play out. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that uh, it gives the 30 kind of an upper hand to be the top Canadian, um, and along with the 54, a butcher, right? Those those kind of, yeah. those two are the, the, the top dogs when it comes time for track time, uh, just leading up to it. Uh, and as well, both teams are fresh off of the 2022 uh, edition of the Snowball Derby or 2021 edition of the Snowball Derby. Um, uh, you know, coming off of the racetrack, the 30 last year just about won the race. Oh, the 54 was up in the yep. top five. Uh, so they've got a lot of notes to fall back on and they're out there testing. So they, they definitely have an upper hand uh, over, over you know, the, the other guys. But... That being said, it, you look at Trayton Lapsovich, he didn't go down there early and test, no. and, and he still went out there and lit the world on fire. So um, it's not undoable, um, but uh, uh, definitely cool to hear from Alex Gannett. Cool to hear that he signed a two-year deal. Yes. Huge addition to With the NASCAR PT Series. Team. With yeah, a for sure. great team. And, and really, that's going to be a game-changer for EHR, right? It, Alex brings a lot to the table. You know, he brings uh, a wealth of knowledge. He's a great race car driver. Um, he's, he's very smart. Uh, his his family is very motivated within the sport. Oh and, yeah, and uh, you know they they bring in uh, a tremendous amount of opportunity um, on the marketing side uh, as well um, with the uh, the store that they have the the mm -hmm. the dealership. Um, one of the largest dealerships in Canada, and uh, um, really, they they are a, a phenomenal supporter of motorsports. So, looking forward to seeing um, that that whole deal put together, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know, it, it'll be refreshing to see uh, Alex Gannett out there running for a championship. Oh, yeah, and he will be competitive. You got to know that for sure. Jason Hathaway, we haven't spoke to Jay in a long time, uh, but since he stepped out of the car and got behind everything 
at EHR. Uh, we're going to have to get Jay back on the show, get some discussion happening, and find out how life has been for him since getting out from behind the wheel. But no doubt, you take a look at the success Jason Hathaway had, uh, you know, a few years before he stepped out of that car. Unmistakable. He was the man to beat. That three car was a bullet. Yeah, it was for sure. And, you know, he kind of left right at the peak of, of that program, um, you know, got out behind from behind the, the, the dash and, and stepped onto the top of the pit box, um, you know, right at the peak of EHR. And, uh, you know, they, they spread themselves very thin last year. I think that they would be the first pe- people to say that. Um, and there, there was a couple of, you know, unfortunate circumstances where, you know, Brett Taylor didn't end up finishing the whole year. That took right. a lot of momentum out of it. Uh, had a really rough start to the season, and that's why he didn't finish the whole year. Um, you know, got into trouble on the racetrack and, and you know, hurt a bunch of equipment and, and uh, had some mechanical failures. And, you know, just the, the way that the overall team was, was structured, um, you know, they went into it guns a-blazing and, and you know, were, were stretched very thin. Sure. Well, when Jason, you Jason tear up and those a bunch guys, of equipment exactly. and stuff, yep. yeah, they'll put you behind the eight ball J- fast. Jason and those guys are looking for redemption. They're hungry. Yeah. They, they do not want to run 15th. They no. don't want to run 10th. They, they want, want to win, win races. Yep. And, and I think Ed Hackinson and, and Jamie and, and the whole the whole group over there want to win races. So um, I think that bringing Alex Gannett in with the stability that he has of two years, uh, the focus, the determination that the kid has, I call him a kid. He's he's not a kid. <laughs> he's a young guy, um, uh, but uh, uh, you know he the determination that he has. Every time you talk to him, he talks about winning. He he wants to win races. Is that Gottlieb going to be spotting for him? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So he's got a good spotter too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Experience. Yeah. Guys won truck races, so. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Going to be extremely interesting. We're going to hit this break. Uh, when we come back, we still got another guest coming tonight. Uh, we're going to talk the Cup Series, and we'll uh, take a look back on this year's Cup Series, and we'll take a look to see uh, maybe we can squeeze something out of Brad and find out what he's got coming down the line, see if we can get uh, maybe a little extra here tonight on Race Time Radio. We'll uh, do our best. How's that? We'll hit this break, and we will be back. Coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Canada Talks. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. November 24th, 2019, the 107th Grey Cup in Calgary, and Winnipeg's 33-12 defeat of the Hamilton Tiger Cats signaled the end of one of the longest droughts in CFL history. It was the Blue Bombers' first championship since 1990, and for running back Andrew Harris, it was doubly historic as he was named most valuable player and most valuable Canadian. A first in Grey Cup lore. Canadian Sports Trivia. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear, look, 
feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight all live here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, Junior, how about this? Uh, through the week, I was texting with Dave Lloyd. I did a couple of videos that were not race-related, but they're safety-related if you got a wood stove. Uh, it, frequent listeners to Race Time Radio know that I have smoked the studio out before with our wood stove and uh, got kind of a dangerous situation. So I thought, you know what, figuring all of that out, um, thought I would try and pass along the knowledge uh and uh, I did it in video style. Uh, you can check it out on our YouTube page. I know it's not race-related, but it is safety. And uh, Dave Lloyd from Quick Quick Fire Starters. Also, uh, I let him know that, you know, we did it. And I, of course, pitched Quick Quick in there uh, while I had the opportunity. Uh, Dave said that he's going to fire us some stuff. And uh, we're going to be able to do some contest giveaways, Junior. So that will be a lot of fun with Quick, quick fire starters. That's going to be fun. Absolutely. Great supporter of Race Time Radio and all forms of racing. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I want to touch on this Ty Majeski DQ. Ooh, yes, so, we can do that. So Ty Majeski goes out, wins the Bill Bigley Memorial um, uh, at 417 down mm-hmm. in Florida. Yep. Um, this past weekend. Uh, ended up uh, getting disqualified for a gun-drilled bolt um, in the rear suspension. Now, anybody and that doesn't know what a gun-drilled bolt it's is. A drilled, it's, it's a, a bolt, bolt that got drilled down through the center of it. Yeah. They drill so, it out through the center, yeah. and if you had a whole pile of them in your race car, well, it would it lighten up your weight. car. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, anyways, I, 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 you know me. I'm opinionated. Mm. Yep. Um, Aren't I, we I, all? Put a, I put a post out there just, you know, kind of showcasing the the differences in the rule books out there and mm-hmm. how tight everything is right now. Yep. Take a look at it. It's on my Facebook page, uh just Joe Chisholm. Um but uh um you know it's it's really interesting to see all the posts that you know people people some people are taking it the wrong way. Um I I basically go on to say just to cliff note it. Um you know rules today in 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 all forms of asphalt racing um, are are so tight. There's so many rules, and with all of those rules, yeah, it creates you know the need to find little advantages, and you need to compound those. You need to find hundreds oh. of small advantages. Yeah, yeah, just little ones. And you need to you know 
it, it's not like the yesteryears where you know you, if if your car needed a little bit more, you'd go and you'd bolt an intake on and and a different intake from the scrapyard, or or you'd order one from Edelbrock or whatever, and you'd pick up fifteen or twenty horsepower and and you'd go get after it, and or, that would make the difference, you know, or, or you'd find a different lower control arm, you know, from a from a van as opposed Offset. to a, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. There's, yeah, yeah. there's a million different things that you could say from back in the day. Now, engineering, nobody's ever going to forget what they've already learned, right? Right. And uh, you know, obviously, today, if you said run what you brung, you're going to have four cars out there. They're going to go, you know, 18 million mile an hour, and they're going to be worth, you know, a hundred thousand dollars each. <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, the motors are going to be worth a hundred grand each, and and the cars are going to be worth two hundred grand, and. You know, you can't say run what you brung, um, but I, I do feel that there is a a a real problem when it comes time for the way that each re- rule book has been cultivated and created. And uh, you know, I think that Inex has got such an amazing program with the Legend series. Yeah, you gotta buy everything. You gotta from buy them. everything. It's it's but spec. it's all spec. It's all everything spec, is spec measured and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And they run into the same thing. They do, they do they, catch guys that have stretched hey, the rules gonna, and changed things. People are going to cheat. Look, hey, in those legend cars, yeah. I had it out at Eastbound when I was director out there. Uh, guys would move their battery over an eighth of an inch. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound like a lot, right? Yeah, but, but it's in an the rule book. eighth of an inch, and you can't do that. you got to have it measured to the but, center. But they have... The difference being they have such a tight rule book, everything is specced. So yes. so when you look at it, everything is specced. If you have a really tight rule book and everything is specced, that's great because you can't go outside of that. You you have a, a black and a white. Right now in late model racing, there is black, white, and then 7,000 shades of gray. Every other color and, of the rainbow. And when you look at, at how many shades of gray there are, there are a tremendous amount, and and it is, uh, you know, I feel that that you know, it, it should shine a light on it. I know Stephen Nassie was kind of the start of this conversation, um, and and really this conversation has probably been going on since the eighties. Sure, I'm I'm saying that the start of my conversation or, or my you know enlightenment in the rule book with Stephen Nassie getting disqualified from the snowball derby for those titanium piston caps. Yes, yeah, yeah. Everybody thought, oh, that's not what won him the race. But, hey, it is in the rule book. He's got disqualified. It is what it is. Yeah, same as Ty this weekend, you know, getting nailed for a exactly, gun-drilled drilled bolt. So when I if looked, there was only one, yes, that, it, you, you it, know right now. He didn't win the race. He, he did not win the race because of that. Because of that no, but God, no. you have to enforce the rules. You exactly. have to. You do. And and when I when I look at the, the grand scheme of things, um, you know, it the cost is is outrageous right now, and it's only going to continue to get worse. Mm. The tighter the rule book gets, the more cost is going to incur. I think that that you know there needs to be a serious look at 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 getting back to the fundamentals, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you take tire away, you take overall grip away from from the racer. It don't matter what they have. It don't matter what they have. That it goes back into the driver's hands. Sure. And, and if they don't have grip, they're going to wreck the cars, and that's going to be the discussion. Sure, absolutely. That's what it'll be. Exactly. And and but but I think that there's a fine line, and we're getting away from from the the course, and and the, the wreck in the race cars part of things, um, you know, comes along with these tight rule books as well. 
because you have such close competition at the top, you know, the, the top 20, the top 15 guys can all win the race. There's, there's disparity when it comes time for how much it costs to exploit little rules. Yeah. And, and, and when you, when you look at it, it's, it's, it's a compounding problem. Mm. And, and I think that it should shine a light on it and it's worth having the conversation. It, do I have every answer? No, I don't. No, no, no. Does anybody no have every does. answer? Nobody does. No. But everybody that, that looks at that disqualification over a gun drill bolt in a super late model race, I mean, they're it, having a hard time. They're having a hard time. That one. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it, it's, it's funny. You do have to. I agree with it. It's black and white in the rule book. You're disqualified. Do I hate it for the guy? Yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. So I do, do I. So, so do it's, I. Uh, it's interesting. Look at this. We have our next guest up on the hotline and a uh, good friend of Race Time Radio. And he is the guy that's the director of the Cup Series that we all love watching every Sunday. Uh, sometimes on Saturday when they race the Saturday, very infrequently. But uh, nevertheless, we have Brad Moran, the director of the Cup Series, with us on the hotline. Mr. Brad Moran, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing there, guys? Not doing too bad at all. You staying out of trouble? You getting finally a little bit of time, Brad, where you can kick back and relax for a weekend? Yeah, we've uh, enjoyed the last couple of weeks, and uh, with Thanksgiving here in the U.S., uh, enjoyed that uh, this weekend, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a wild season, no doubt. Oh, Brad, to say wild season, uh, I can't believe that you were able to pull off everything that you were able to this year. Uh, for those that don't know Brad, uh, he took over the director job in the NASCAR Cup Series at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and Brad, you got a brand new race car. You got all these different things, uh, new rules, new everything. And you got to sort of download that to the top teams in the world, really. Uh, what was the year like for you when you look back on it now? How was it? Yeah, well, it was, uh, you know, it was really interesting. I mean, it was a, obviously it was a great season. It was a, a season where we broke a lot of records in NASCAR and, uh, I, you know, I had a good feeling going in. It was going to be pretty spectacular with, uh, you know, just with the opportunity and the new car, the new formats and, you know, starting it out in LA and man, it was a whirlwind. It didn't, it didn't stop once we got it going, but uh, a lot of effort from, uh, you know, from all the teams and, you know, they're all a professional group and a lot of changes they had to adapt to. We had to do the same from the NASCAR side of things and overall just a, just a fabulous, you know, fabulous year, um, you know, a record-tying uh, amount of winners, which was great since the uh, inception of NASCAR and just the fresh faces to victory lane and, you know, uh, new, new people winning and two, two first-time championship four drivers competing. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. It was a just a really great season and obviously kicking it off at the LA Coliseum was, was special and different and Man, it reminded us, uh, reminded me of the old days. You know, the heats were lined up and everything was to the minute, and it was a, uh, it was a pretty, pretty cool event that we had planned out, and it kind of all went, uh, it all kind of went uh, as planned, which was a good way to start the season off. Yeah, and the Coliseum race, you would have felt uh, now you, you'd have to look past the seating because there was a billion people at it, but uh, you got to think back to your days at Barry Speedway. Uh, you know, tight, confined racetrack, lots of cars on it, lots of guys wanting to win, uh, and that's what we got in that Coliseum race. That was really, really exciting. Yeah, 
yeah, definitely went back to uh, went back to the roots on that one and how we were going to manage all these uh, you know all these TV times and how much time we had and and you know the, the confined spaces and and everything as you mentioned you know so it was a lot of fun pulling that one off and uh, you know a first time event which was just uh, a huge success and good good for the sport good for everybody in it and then uh, you know off we go to Daytona uh, the opposite of that to uh, to start the season off with the regular points race. And, from there, it just uh, it just kept going. Storylines uh, storylines come throughout the entire season. Brad, when I take a look at the new car, and uh, kudos to you and the full NASCAR team uh, for coming up with a really cool design. Uh, gotta love the new car. There's no doubt that there's stuff that has to be worked on, and I know you guys will be uh, working overtime on trying to fix all the nuances of the new car. Uh, it, the new wheels, you know, like I, I can't remember uh, a season where I seen so many guys get nailed, uh, you know, for for wheels, for a wheel issue. Uh, but with the new wheel design and the center lug, uh, you know, you got one shot to get it on, and uh, it didn't always work out that way. And some guys were getting nailed. Is there much you can do about that, Brad, or is it more race team? Uh, m- more race team homework that needs to be done to cure some of those problems up because there is a lot of guys get nailed this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we, we never want uh, we never want wheels coming off the car, and I think there was a lot more than what we anticipated or the teams did for that matter uh, starting the season off. But um, you know, everybody got better. Uh, we 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 opened up some tolerances as we went. The team started executing the stops, but you know, again, it's it's big business here, and uh, you know, every every second counts. So so they're really not too willing to give up any time. Uh, you know, so it's it's a fine balance there, and we had to uh, we had to work through it. We still are. Uh, you know, we we've got some uh, a few more tweaks that are going to happen. Uh, you know, that we've got a lot of input from the teams. There's a lot of collaboration between the you know the NASCAR R and D center and the and the teams representatives. We have, uh, you know, a wheel force uh, uh, committee that actually have been looking at that from the beginning of the year, and it definitely got better as the year went on. Uh, and we think we got a few more improvements to uh, to correct it. But yeah, I mean, you don't get the, you know, you just can't miss one anymore. You've only got one, so it, it really changed the game. And it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, the the amount of time that you spend on pit road didn't change. People want to get off, get the lead coming out, and uh, you know that's never gonna never gonna change. So it's uh, it's uh, it's a fine line that uh, that these guys have to to work and, and operate around. So uh, it was a learning experience, I think, for all of us. Absolutely. Now, one thing, Brad, I always get a kick out of, and and whether it be at a late model race or a street stock race or even a, a cup race, is is during a race when something chaotic happens. And listening to race control and listening to, you know, what's what's transpiring and, and watching the reaction of the fans, watching the reaction of the teams, uh, all of those great things are, are part of what we love about racing. And I got to ask you, and, and I, you know, it's everybody talked about it when it happened and, and people still talk about it to this day. And I imagine they'll still talk about it 10 years from now. But I want I want to hear from inside race control when Ross Chastain <laughs> parks it up against the wall and drives up and makes it in the playoffs. What was race control like in that moment, and how chaotic was it up there? And what what was it like just being up there when when something like that happens in in the sport? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a good question. So, 
and I'll be honest, because I, I always am. But it was uh, it was definitely an exciting race. We were uh, coming down to the finish. Uh, all eyes, obviously, are are on you know many different things: screens, uh, the track, the start finish line, the positioning of of who's where going into the final race. And so there's a lot of stuff going on, which you can well imagine. And uh, we're coming uh, through turn three and four. The leaders are to get to the get to the start finish line and everything looked pretty good until we looked back and seen some red flashing up against the wall um you know we never try to you know we we never try to end the race under under a caution and we you know we would like to finish them whenever we can but obviously that's a split second decision if we see someone in danger or or we feel someone you know in in harm's way we have no choice so it happens very quickly but but man i'll tell you watching chastain go up against the wall and at first, we thought there might be a hung throttle. Then we heard who it was, and that kind of changed our thinking on that pretty quickly. And, you know, basically, he was uh, trying to move that really had never been, never really been com- completed successfully. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. other people have tried it. We've seen the Kyle Larsons of, of the world go up in the, you know, up against the wall and outdoor. And, but very rarely does it actually work the way I guess. A chassis planned. It was a perfect storm with the transmission, with having the extra gear, and and with you know just him being that being that type of guy and that aggressive, and you know that that thinking that far ahead that he thought he could really make up ground doing it, and boy, he sure did. <laughs> I mean, he passed the five cars, and yeah, it lit it lit race control up. I mean, there's no doubt we we saw it just like the fans, just like everybody else did, and I mean it was a. Uh, it was something you'll never forget because you, you know you never know when you'll ever see something like that again. But it was a it was a crazy moment in race control, and it was like wow, you know, did no. we just see what we thought we saw? So it surprised us as much as I think uh, all the competitors and everybody else watching. A hundred percent, and that's you know when you when you think about when you think about moments that are that get ingrained in in history in in racing, whether it be in the in the NASCAR series, whether it be in the you know a, a late model race, whether it be in the the Cup series. There's always those. There's not always those moments. That's the key to it. But there seems to be the ability to create a moment where it lives on in in infamy, right? And, yeah. and you think about you think about finishes like uh, Craven and and Kurt Busch banging doors coming to the coming to the checkers at at, at, at uh, no at, at Darlington. Oh, Darlington. Yeah, you know, yeah. you think about Michael Michael McDowell's wreck at Texas. You think about you know. Instances where you look back and and it is complete chaos and nobody really knows what's happening, and I could only imagine how wild it would have been. Like you know, you, you would have one person asking, "Is that legal?" Yeah. You know, you'd have one person asking, "What happened?" You know, you it would just be it would be so cool to uh, you know. I think we've seen a camera angle from every different you know place. Well, yeah, even I, the fans. Exactly. I seen I seen them out of the grandstand. Yeah. Uh, later in the week, you started seeing different uh, social media posts where fans had it recorded, and uh, the one that I seen, Brad, that the, there was uh, the guy that was filming it on his phone, and I don't know whether it was his son or friend was standing there, and the astonishment on the guy's face was priceless. Uh, it just it took I don't know probably four or five minutes. For it to sink into my noodle as I'm watching it live on on television, and I'm going, did I just see that? Yeah. Like it was an incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. You know, it was just a crazy move that was successful and got him in. And 
you know, while you talk about that, I guess there was more than 50 million impressions that were viewed on that. Exactly. It really just, I mean, he was on more talk shows, and it certainly uh, it certainly caught everybody's attention. Even if you weren't, uh, you know, a, a hardcore race fan, people watched that, and, you know, and the F1 drivers, I mean, everybody had a comment on it, and said, man, that was, that was something. So there, there was that. There were so many other things along the way this season that were, you know, a first and or the first in a long time. I mean, it was a, it was just that kind of you know season, which was, which is uh, you know just just uh, awesome to get it done. And uh, you know, again, like you said, we'll be uh, we'll be fine tuning and uh, and getting ready to go for next year. But yeah, the list goes on. I mean, that it was the second uh, closest margin of victory average throughout uh, since uh, electronic timing and scoring started in 1993. So. We missed that record by like one tenth, and there, there's just you know it was just a really kind of wild year that a lot of things that were unexpected happened. We yeah, three D for D drivers that won races in the same season. You know, with uh, Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace and and uh, and Suarez, and I mean the list just goes on and on. It just didn't stop. So. It was a it was a crazy year and a great year and of course Logano started off with the win at the Coliseum which was uh, which was just a, such a cool event and then uh, you know finished it off and bookended it and uh, and won at Phoenix to, to make him you know the champion so it was a it was a it was a great year. Yeah, just amazing. Uh, and, and like you say, Brad, uh, you know, there, there's the things that happen throughout the course of a year and they just keep compiling. Uh, and you guys don't, it's uh, relentless. You don't get any break to let stuff digest because you got to turn around and you got to head to the next city to do the next show. Um, it's just amazing. Now, that pass with Ross Chastain, uh, the move that Ross made, is that the last time we'll see that? Did it come up in the driver's meeting the next week to say, okay, Ross did it, he got in, but guys, we don't want to see that ever again? It, was there that type of moment, or was it just sort of like Ross did it, and, uh, and and we'll leave it at that? Was there that side of it? Yeah, there was there was a lot of conversations after the fact. I mean, of course, everyone thought it was you know all the fans and that thought it was the best thing ever. Um, not not all the competitors looked at it the same way. Uh, it brought up concerns on where you could do it, and all the simulators got really busy. Um, you, you know, after seeing it successfully done, and you know, so there's a, there was a lot of discussions around it. But from uh, NASCAR's, uh, you know, you know, point of view, we, we weren't going to change anything. You know, with one race going to season, that's for sure. Um, you know, with some of the safety stuff going in the cars, and that, do we want to see it every week? Probably not. Uh, but no, there's there's no uh, rule change in the in the near future on it. But there's a lot of other things that that could change us ever seeing it again and that wouldn't be uh really on purpose it could be more just with the gearing and with some other things that are changing with the car that just that opportunity might not present itself so you're not going to let them run like uh, little caster wheels on the side of the car in case anybody else wants to do it that's a definite no we're probably going to say definitely no on that one. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Uh, Daytona is going to be our next big competitor. Well, I guess not Daytona. The Coliseum's coming back up again, too, right? The Coliseum on February 5th. Yeah, sir, we're going back, and we're going to uh, do it again. So we're, we're looking forward to that. And then, uh, 
that's on February 5th, and then on the 16th will be uh, will be uh, the Daytona start in the duels, and uh, three days later we'll be running the 500. Yeah, just amazing, just amazing. You haven't got really that much time, uh, and I know you guys should be keeping her busy. What are you guys focused in on right now? Do we get any big announcements coming out? I know NASCAR is famous for it just about weekly. Yeah, are you working on some stuff that's going to shake the earth once again? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, they can change day to day. I mean, we got, you know, with this, uh, you, you know, going back to Coliseum is really pretty pretty awesome. Uh, the North Wilkesboro All-Star event, which has already been announced, uh, that's already sold out. I think we sold out nine events this year and two of them uh, record-setting timing. Uh, so that's going to be probably a really uh, neat event. Uh, they're doing a ton of work up there. And then, of course, you know, uh, Ben Kennedy and I've uh, been working hard on the schedules and, and adding the uh, Chicago uh, street course. That's definitely going to be big for the uh, for the Cup Series because uh, we've never uh, done it. And uh, so, you know, going uh, again, going back to the roots a little bit with the street courses and uh, It'll be uh, it'll be probably uh, really interesting when we get there on July second in uh, in Chicago. Yeah, somehow, some way, Brad, uh, you got to do us a favor and you got to get us a race at CGMP in one of the top three. It would be so cool to see Xfinity come up here again, and uh, you know, uh, of course, it ran in Montreal's. Uh, for for a number of years, and I never missed it when I was down there. But uh, to see those. Uh, Xfinity cars, and I know you're with the Cup Series and not with Xfinity, but uh, th- th- I'll be looking at you. You're going to have to tell them either you guys get up to Canada to the CTMP, or I'm going to take the Cup Series there. One of the one of the others got to happen here in the next four to five. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't think that's like a long shot. I, I think a lot of people are working on that. Obviously, getting through the pandemic, it kind of it kind of put a, a bit of a hurt on a lot of the things we were doing and we were looking at, but. Uh, you know the international uh, portion of the of the NASCAR business is important to us, and we want to be there. Uh, so I really think if we can just keep uh, you know keep things in control here in the entire world, that uh, that wouldn't be a long shot that we're there before too long. No, oh, it would be so so cool. I love watching the trucks. The Silverado 250 weekend was just amazing, uh, and I can only wish. And look at you know how things could expand out to see Xfinity, and then uh, one day, one day to see the Cup Series up here would be off the hook, Junior. I know that's what you guys are talking about right now is is, is a race, you know, an entire race coming up here. Uh, what I want to see is a guy like Andrew Ranger and Kevin Lacroix in that Cup race at at Chicago. That would be cool. Could too. you imagine? Like, I mean, I mean, a guy like Ranger and and Lacroix. You know, if they could get a decent ride in in Cup for for that weekend, man, it would be uh, it would be quite big. I think you know, with all the experience that they have at Toronto, even Tagliani, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, man, I, I love everything you guys did this year, Brad. Uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, looking at it from the outside, looking in, knowing that uh, uh, you know you, you know somebody back there pulling the strings and. And uh, you know it was definitely uh, it was definitely a, a cool season and and uh, hats off to you and uh, looking forward to seeing even more success heading into uh, heading into next year. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate everything you guys do. You know you're more than welcome to come and see us uh, at any race you can, you can get to. And uh, certainly, uh, again, would love to uh, love to be there racing at an event before too long. So uh, again, just a, a pleasure always and. 
appreciate everything you guys do. I hope you enjoy your holidays as well. Oh, Brad, it's going to be off the hook. Take the rookie stripes off, Brad Moran. Bud, you did it, and uh, you, you didn't even look like a rookie doing that job. Just so you know, you did fantastic, and I can't wait to see what you got cooked up for all of us in 2023. You guys have a good, uh, real good holiday. Try and get a little bit of relaxation in there, bud, and then uh, you're going to be hitting the pavement hard, I can guarantee you, come January. Absolutely. I appreciate all the support from everybody in uh, in Canada. And, uh, again, just uh, want everyone to enjoy it and enjoy the race. And uh, I guess the Snowball Derby's coming up next weekend. And then, uh, before you know it, we'll be at the L.A. Coliseum kicking things off for the National Series here. Can't wait. Can't wait, bud. And hopefully, uh, maybe we'll try and see if we can grab you before the season gets fired up at the Coliseum. Uh, see if I can get you in there on a Sunday night. If you got the time, we got the place. All right, my friend. I appreciate it. Happy holidays. That is Brad Moran, uh, director of the Cup Series. Uh, just just spectacular job. Tell me that wouldn't have been a monumental task, Junior, to say, okay, now you got the job. Now go in there, and now you got to run this. Can you imagine? Now, I know he's got an infrastructure of people, but still the amount of work that has to go into that has got to be uh, – Oh, man. And then for all the things to transpire throughout the course of the year that you have no control over. Remember, after the guys put the helmets on and they hit the starter switch, they got more control than anybody else does. All you can do as the sanctioning body is react to what they do. Um, It's got to be just nerve wracking. Yeah, no, for sure. And and Brad's been, you know, being groomed for this for, uh, you know, quite some time. Yes. And uh, uh, this is not uh, this is not where Brad ends up. I don't think. I think Brad's got a very bright future with NASCAR. Oh and, yeah. And I think that there's quite a few more steps in in that uh, in that progression. He he has proven, you know, time in and time out that uh, you know he. He lives for the sport, and uh, you know he, he he wants the best for the sport, and and it's not just the the series that he's working for. It's not just the you know the time and place. It's it's the entire deal. So um, you know Brad is uh, you know has been groomed uh, you know through the truck series, well through the NASCAR Pinty series, through yes. the weekly series, through the NASCAR Pinty series. Uh, into the the all touring series, you know, from uh, you know the modifieds and and all of that into the top three, you know, working with the truck series very closely, and and then you know right into the cup series. So, you know, looking at uh, you know his his background, uh, looking at you know what he's been director of, and and you know what he's had his hands on in NASCAR, he's definitely he's had success got the credentials. So, um, yeah, just a, a great cat and uh, uh, a Canadian. Final break of the night. Stay with us. We will be back. Poor pitiful me, roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country? From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. 
you can count on Napa know-how. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life of the Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, Junior, the other day, of course, uh, American Thanksgiving, right? Yep. So we got to wish all of our U.S. listeners happy Thanksgiving. Um, but I get a, a, a text come up on my phone, yep. and I'm looking at my phone, and I'm going, hmm, 704. So I know it's one of my friends down south somewhere, but it's not in my contact list. And I'm going, hmm. Well, uh, and the text said, hey, Joe, happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's been a while since we talked. Uh, hope you and the family are doing well. And uh, I'm really looking at it. So I responded to it. I said, well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know who this is. Can you please tell me who it is? And I also hope that you and your family are doing really good for Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. And he come back a couple minutes later and he said, Joe, it's Andy. Andy Abdu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. And, of course, Andy is the producer of, uh, you hear of our, our breaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to break. And Andy did all of our production um, that we still use today on the radio show. Uh, Andy, just a tremendous individual. Uh, one of those voices, uh, iconic voices out of NASCAR. And back in the TNT days. Um, and Andy did a lot of television stuff. He was on a radio station in Charlotte. Um, but just super that I, and what it was, is, uh, I've changed phones a few times since, uh, Andy and I talked the last, it's been years and, uh, sure enough, that's who it was. So totally Andy cool. says hi to junior. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good stuff. But junior, let's go through a list of names, if you will. Of Canadians that are heading to Pensacola, Florida, at least that are on the entry list. For sure. Uh, Nicholas Noggle uh, in the 08, in the, this is for the Snowball Derby, so this is the super late okay. model contingent. Uh, the 08 of Nicholas Noggle. Uh, 
Um, you've also got the 53 of Cole Butcher. Right. Um, you've got the 9 on the entry list, but I've heard rumblings that he's not going. I've heard rumblings that he is. Uh, the 9 of Brandon Watson. I um, reached out to Brandon to see don't if I know could get him the on the show, but I haven't he's, heard him back. Yeah, I don't know whether you're going to see him uh, there or not. Uh, I apologize for that, too. I've reached out. I have not heard. No. Uh, but I've heard both yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's your Canadian contingent for the super late models. Um, the pro late models, you've got the zero Glenn Styers. We had him on the program here earlier tonight. Yep. Uh, the 22 of uh, Kyle Steckley. Yep. The 54 of Jared Butcher. And uh, as well, you've got... Uh, um, no, that that's it. Alex that's, uh, and Alex then Alex Gannett. Gannett, Alex Gannett in the thirty. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, no five car. Uh, uh, R2 no. not going. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. That that's odd too, right? Because normally he goes down. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen Nassie obviously has got to be on the list for the oh, Derby yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, the who's who is is definitely on here. Uh, you know, you look through. Um, really, the hotbed of super late model racing. If you draw a circle around the United States, right? You you've got California. Uh, huge in Wisconsin, uh, big in uh, Michigan, down in through uh, Tennessee, and then down into the deep south of Florida, and then draw a circle back around. Uh, that is the heart of super late model racing, basically all the way around the coast. Um, but they've got a tremendous amount of involvement from uh, Tennessee, from Michigan, uh, from Florida, obviously. Maine? Um, Maine? Uh, Maine? Is yep. any of the rows going? Uh, I haven't no. seen any of the rows, no. no. Um, but you've got uh, guys like Michael House and uh, uh, William Sawchuk and uh, Eric Jones and big names. Uh, you know Brad Kozlowski, uh, man Derek Kraus, uh, Derek Griffith. Uh, you know Carson Hosovar, uh, Chandler Smith, the forty-three uh, car Robbins, was so good. Jesse last Love, year. Corey yeah. Heim. Uh, you know the 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 big names: William Byron, uh, Bubba Pollard, uh, Casey Roderick, the Noah Gregsons, Carson Quapples. Man, like the the it reads like uh you know, and and we're only you know a quarter of the way through the list. Here, was it so last year that Bubba big. Pollard really really uh, struggled? Wasn't he out early last year? No, that was the year prior. Was it two years ago? Um, yeah, with uh, when he was down there with uh, Van Dorn. Um, they they struggled big time. Wow! And last year, yeah, yeah. last year was kind of the the uh, launch of the new phase two, if you will, uh, yeah. from Port City. Uh, had a decent run, uh, but uh, still the monkey's on his back. He definitely does not have a win yet. Right, right. So it'll be interesting. Stephen Nassi looking for some redemption too. He won the Snowball Derby a few years ago, but then unfortunately got it taken away in the Tech Garage for sure. Um, it, it it happens. It happens. It, it does for sure. And uh, you got to know that when you get marquee events like that, same as the IWK two fifty, right? Any of the marquee events, I don't care where it is, uh, they're going to be scrutinized. Then yep. you got to follow the rules. You know, a couple back of- to the point that you had earlier. Um, you know, it would be a good idea to tighten the rule book up. What would be a bigger Open idea is to go. Like one set of rules for a pro late model that go right across North America. That'll never happen. I can only hope that one day it would. But uh, if it ever did, it would be indescribable what would take place. I don't care what the rules are. If there was one rule book that you could count on across across North America so that you could do what the dirt guys do. You got your car here. You can take it there and you're not changing nothing. 
Yeah. But even that, uh, Kenny Wallace, love watching, uh, following Kenny Wallace along. And Kenny Wallace even had a tweet. Um, uh, now, this is going back a little ways. But he took his car that was uh, just supposed to fit the rules, and he went to take it to a race. And lo and behold, uh, they had changed the rules, and Kenny Wallace's car wasn't legal. That he had to change a bunch of stuff to go to the race, and he went, whoa, 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 time out. How come this stuff keeps changing? Uh, it doesn't need to. We should have a common set of rules. But, Junior, you know what? It's time for us to hand the keys back to Sirius XM. Our two-hour stay is done here tonight. So we want to thank you all for tuning in uh, to Race Time Radio. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the RTR studio for hooking us up with all of our guests. And we're going to thank the guys back in Toronto. Uh, we will be back with you live again next Sunday night right here at 7 p.m. Eastern, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167. But that does it for us. Have a good one, everybody. Racing America, enjoy Five Flags Speedway and the Snowball Derby 55th Annual. We'll catch you next Sunday night right here on Sirius XM 167 Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.